Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I give my three stars from last week's games on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Monday. There was no Ducks hockey this weekend, but that doesn't mean we can't give out three stars. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this not only your first listen of the day, but your first listen of the shortened work week. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at L. Oh, underscore ducks. That's how we do things. And this is not a shortened week of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. No siree. Today we will give out three stars. Tomorrow we'll talk about the game that will take place later today. Wednesday will be another preview. Thursday we will have Locked on Goals. And Friday we will wrap up the week. Alright, so let's get things started by giving out my three stars from the last week. And normally I would do this based on performance. But this week, this last week, my number one star has to be Ryan Getzloff. Even though he only scored two points over the week, he was the most important duck of the last week. Because six days ago, Tuesday at the pond, Ryan Getzloff achieved something that only less than 100 players have ever done in the National Hockey League, score 1,000 career points. He did that on Tuesday night, and it was quite a spectacle. This was a game against the Washington Capitals. The Ducks did end up winning that game, and that ended up being an important assist for Ryan Getzloff on what was a pretty nifty, not a no-look pass, but just kind of like a little behind the back, just, yeah, right there. Right on the stick of Cam Fowler, who just slap-shotted that puck away. And Ryan Getzloff, as I mentioned last week, did it with the primary apple, his 720th career assist. As soon as that happened, everybody was mobbing him. He was super happy to get that over with. And then Thursday, he did it again. He extended his point streak to five games in a loss against the Carolina Hurricanes, but that was the only goal of the game for the Ducks. He did get the secondary assist on that one, so over the last two games from the week, in two games, he scored two points, and that brings his career points total to 1,001, and his career apples total to 721, but really, the big deal is the milestone, 1,000 points. Not many players have done that. Not many players have done that with one team. Ryan Getzloff has spent his entire 17-year career with the Anaheim Ducks. And it cannot be said enough how important he is to the community, how important he is to the team in general. Really, the way he's done it throughout the season has been nifty passes, playing on a perfect line with Troy Terry, who has also been resurgent. Right now, Ryan Getzloff has 19 points in 18 games. Hey, just worst, not worst case, but kind of like worse-er case scenario. If Ryan Getzloff doesn't keep up this pace, if he plays 60 more games and he scores one point every other game, 
That's still 30, 31 more points this season. That would put him right at 50 points for the season. The last time he scored 50 plus points in a season was 2017, 2018. It's been a while. So even if he gets 50 points this season, I'd consider that a small victory for Ryan Getzloff. It'd be like going back in time a little bit. Or what if he continues this torrid pace of a points per game? Then in about 78, 79 games, he'd have close to 80 points. So that would add, what, 60 points? That put him at around 1,060 career points, which is insane. If you had told me that Ryan Gesloff would be averaging a point a game this season, I would have thought you were crazy. But something that's really helped him personally is that he's gotten to bond with his teammates. Or apparently, Ryan Gesloff and Troy Terry are best friends right now, apparently. So Ryan Gesloff getting to play on that line with him and Adam Henrique. It's helped him a lot. It's helped Adam Henrique too. Look at Henrique. Look at the resurgence he's had. Look at the resurgence Troy Terry has had. All three are having comeback seasons at the right time. And why not have Ryan Getzloff be the kind of de facto comeback player of the year? Again, averaging a point a game right now. He's 36 years old. Normally, players are on the decline at 36, unless your name is Yarmer Yager, who played until he was 45 in the National Hockey League. No, I'm not saying Ryan Getzloff is going to play in the NHL until he's 40-41. In fact, he was mulling over retirement this past offseason. He let it be known. He didn't like how the Ducks played last season. He didn't enjoy it. He looks rejuvenated. He looks like he's found the fountain of youth. And given how much the Ducks really struggled last season, I mean, they were second to last in the league. They look like they weren't having fun. They really didn't. I know that playing in front of empty arenas, that didn't help him at all. Some players do have that mentality that they need. They need the crowd support behind them. And unfortunately, the Ducks never got that. They had three home games all of last season where they played in front of a few fans. And by the time fans were in front of the Ducks, as as soon as fans were in Honda Center, it was already too little too late. The Ducks were already mathematically eliminated by the time fans came into the pond. That's how bad it was. So he thought about retiring. But then he decided he didn't want to end his career on such a sour note. So that's why he signed the one-year contract to see if he could have kind of a resurgent season and go out more on his own terms. He could retire after this season and still be a Hall of Famer. But if he's playing like this right now, if he's playing this resurgent, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't come back next season for one more year. That'd be 18 years in the National Hockey League, 18 years with the Ducks because presumably he would want to stay in Anaheim and still sign a $3 million contract, that's fine. I wouldn't mind paying Ryan Getzloff $3 million. In fact, you know what? The one-year deal he has right now, it's kind of a bargain, if you really think about it. Given the production that he has this season, given the importance he's brought to the franchise, given the milestone, yes, he is getting paid 
3 million. But don't forget, there are those bonuses, and he will be getting his bonuses this season. He has the bonus for passing Tamu Solani, and the big bonus is he got a bonus for getting 1,000 points with the Ducks, the only Duck to do so. He surpassed last season's total of 17 points. He would have had to do that to get 1,000 points. So the bonuses are there. He can sign for $3 million next season, and he'll be fine. But really, Ryan Getzloff, multiple reasons, the most important one being the milestone, which is why he was my number one star from last week for the Anaheim Ducks. I'll give out two more stars later on. Let's go to the first intermission. But first, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without all the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite shows, movies, and sports all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. None of these three-year deals, no siree. No eight-year deals like certain teams have done. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Once again, that's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I'm giving out my three stars from the last week. Star one was, of course, Ryan Getzloff, but that's mainly because he got the record, or not the record, but his thousandth point last week. Second star, for my personal opinion, Troy Terry. Although Troy Terry, for most people, would have been the first star because his streak is still going. Troy Terry... Scored two points over the last two games, a goal and an assist. He had an assist in their win over the Capitals and the only goal in the game against the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's been Troy Terry's last couple of games. As I mentioned, a 16-game point streak. The only players ahead of him. Tamu Solani had a 17-game streak and Corey Perry had a 19-game point streak. That is the franchise record. That is Troy Terry's goal to get 19 games. I think because he scored against Carolina, he could do it. He could, I don't want to say very easily do it, but he could definitely do it. Troy Terry, so far this season in 17 games, has 22 points. He's been so important to the Ducks' offense this season. He's been vitally important to their kind of resurgence this season, catapulting them into a playoff spot as of right now. It is still early in the season, although we've Seen teams with hot starts fall off very quickly. Look at the Buffalo Sabres. They fell off very, very quickly. Look where they're at now. The Ducks, they've seen no signs of slowing down. They had 
points in their previous 10 games. The last game was just against a very good Carolina Hurricanes team. Carolina looked good on defense against the Ducks. They didn't look so good on defense against the Kings. However, that shutdown defense was vital for the Hurricanes' victory over Los Angeles in that shutdown third period. So Carolina does know how to hold leads. So again, Ducks fans should hold their heads a little bit high because at least they lost to a quality team. And here's who the Ducks have coming up, which is why I think Troy Terry can break the record from Corey Perry. The Ducks have Nashville later tonight. Nashville is averaging about 2.8 goals per game. They're giving up a decent amount recently, so I don't know if the Predators can even hold Troy Terry back. I don't think they can. I do think the Predators have a little bit of issues in some aspects of defense, and I'm looking at special teams. Their penalty kill right now is about 78%. That is... It's below average. It's one of the worst penalty kills in the entire National Hockey League. The only reason they're doing okay in the standings is because their power play percentage is almost as good as the Ducks. The Ducks' power play percentage is 27%. The Predators are 29%. So the Predators score a lot of power play goals, but they also give up a lot of power play goals. So because of that, I think Troy Terry can at least get a point against Nashville, and I think it'll likely come on the power play, which Anaheim has been very good at. Then we have... Oh, and then even before that game, sorry, before the game tonight, the Predators have given up a lot of goals against Toronto, and they gave up a six spot. <laughs> this is bad. They gave up a six spot against the Montreal Canadiens, a team that is not looked good. They just haven't. So the Preds are on a bit of a skid right now. I expect Terry to score on tonight's game. Then after that, they travel to Colorado to take on the Avalanche. The Avalanche, another team that scores a lot, but gives up a ton of goals. In fact, when you look at the Avalanche defense, they're allowing above three goals. They're averaging 3.14, so pie amount of goals per game. You would think the Ducks would score a lot of goals against Colorado. Just be careful about giving up a lot of goals, too. And then you have Ottawa. <laughs> Please. Then after that, game number 20 would be against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That one could be interesting against the Leaf Blowers. So we'll see if Troy Terry can, in fact, get to 20 games. We got three, sorry, four games in the next seven days. The Predators tonight... Colorado on Wednesday, the Senators Friday afternoon, and then the Maple Leafs Sunday night. Can Troy Terry do it? I think he could at least tie it. I think so. The 20th game is going to be a bit tricky, but we'll see about that. All right, we're going to quickly head into the second intermission and then wrap up with my third star of the week and catch up on some news and notes around the Ducks. But first, let's talk about everyone's favorite protein bar, Built Bar, which is better than ever. Thanksgiving is this week, and you know your family's going to be inviting you to whatever dinner you guys have. And maybe it's going to take two or three hours for that delicious Thanksgiving dinner to be done. Look, I don't have that kind of patience. I'm a guy that likes to snack a little bit. And I'm also a marathoner. 
So I think having a built bar is perfect for me and it'd be perfect for you too. Instead of waiting two or three hours for all that delicious food, have a built bar to tide you over and avoid the hangriness. There's lots of new terrific flavors. And by the way, the new flavors for the built puffs are amazing, including one of my new personal favorites, the lemon cheesecake one. Ooh, that built puff is almost, almost rivaling the churro puff. Anyway, head over to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Coming up after this intermission, my third star and some news and notes, including Mason McTavish being sent away to juniors. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I'm going to give out my third star from the last week. This is kind of like a fun segment that I am starting to enjoy on Mondays. The three stars format has always been tried and true, and I kind of inadvertently did it a couple weeks ago when I did it again last week. Kind of happened organically because of how the games have gone. So I think I'm going to keep this for a while. I mean, this three stars format, it's kind of fun for a Monday because you could look back on the past week and see how the Ducks have done while at the same time catching up on games that may or may not happen during the weekends. So let me know if you enjoy the three star segments on Mondays. If you do, great. So my third star of the week, well, first two stars were Ryan Getzloff and Troy Terry. That's without question. My third star without question is John Gibson. Gibson has been on a freaking tear recently. Even though he suffered a loss on Thursday's game, he's still been good the past couple of games. The last two games, he's allowed two goals in each game. He's had 57 saves. His save percentage is 934 average over those two games, which is great. His goals against average is actually 1.9. And the reason it's below two is because there was that little overtime winner against the Capitals. You may remember that. You know, the whole thousand point, Trevor Zegras tossing a stick into the crowd. That seems like so long ago, but that was only six days. Six days ago? My goodness. Anyway, that's why John Gibson's goals against in the past two games is under two. And speaking of that, how about this? John Gibson is among the league leaders in a number of categories. He's leading the Pacific Division in wins. He's 9-3-2 this season. He's got a save percentage of 926. His goals against is 231, both better than his career average numbers. In fact, I'm looking at the numbers from 2017-2018. They're pretty identical. He also had a 926 save percentage. He also had a goals against under 2.5. He was magnificent during that season. He single-handedly saved the Ducks that year. And even the year before that, 2017. It was because of John Gibson that they made it all the way to the conference final. If you remember, he had a 924 save percentage, but that was that season I think was part of the emergence of John Gibson. I think the year before was really the emergence when he won the Jennings Trophy and he also was an all-rookie member. But 2017, I really feel was the breakout year for John Gibson. And this year could be just a bit of a resurgence. The past two seasons, 
he's hovered around a 900 save percentage, which is not that great. He's hovered around a three goals against, which is not good either. Was the worst thing is he led the league in losses the previous two seasons, which has dropped his stock a little bit, but that's not his fault. So John Gibson is my third star of the week, and I'll just start this right now. He should be an all-star. He should absolutely be an all-star. I'm going to get this started right now. Okay, so we have a little bit of news that I want to get to, and this is involving Mason McTavish, who played his ninth game last week, and he was sent back to juniors. Yeah, Mason McTavish is being sent back to the Peets, the Peterborough Peets of the Ontario Hockey League. Look, he was going to be sent down at some point anyway. We knew this was likely going to happen because if he had played more than nine games, he would have burned the first year off of his entry-level contract, meaning that the contract will likely not start until next season. Remember that whole mess with Trevor Zegers and Jamie Drysdale, how you had the ELC, and then you had the year of eligibility because they played a certain amount of games. So the Ducks are doing this with Mason McTavish as well. And honestly, I think it's the right move. I do want to talk more about this and have a full-fledged segment to talk about how the Ducks are dealing with Mason McTavish. But I'm going to save that for a show later this week. But I just want to get through that bit of news that McTavish is going back to the Peterborough Peets. He's going to dominate in that league. Okay, so what does that mean for the Ducks? They lost both their maxes. McTavish is now gone. So the Ducks only have 11 forwards. What do they do? Well, they bring up two forwards for this road trip. They bring up Bo Gru and my cousin Vinny, Vinny Letary, who's been tearing it up with the goals this season. Letary will get a chance to come back with the Ducks. And Bo Gru, I like Bo a lot. The youngster, only 21 years old. I think he's got a pretty decent ceiling. I'm not saying he's going to be a first or second liner, but I think he could be a solid third liner given the right line mates and given the playing time. I think that's his absolute ceiling. But Bo Grew has already scored his first NHL goal. That was a game against the St. Louis Blues a couple weeks ago. So he will be back with the Ducks. And so is Vinny Terry. I'm excited about this. Good for Grew. Good for Letary. Good to see those guys still getting some action in the NHL. And one of them is going to play in tonight's game. I think one of them will play on the next game on Wednesday as well. They might be up for the whole week. Or they might just have them up for this road trip. And then maybe Ricard Raquel will come back when the Ducks come home on Friday. Which means Gru or Letary will go back to San Diego for their weird little... Um, homestand <laughs> coming up next week. So we'll see how this all plays out. But once again, Bogru, Vinilitary, members of the Ducks for this road trip. That's going to do it for today's podcast. A reminder that the Ducks are playing the Nashville Predators tonight in Nashville. That's a 5 o'clock Pacific start. And then their next game is going to be Wednesday against the Colorado Avalanche. That will be a 6 o'clock start. Have fun watching those games, folks. It's going to be some fun ones. Just a reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, 
Odyssey, Podbean, etc. Don't forget that you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. You could follow me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support and your listens. And I do want to make this announcement that the Locked on Ducks podcast had its biggest week ever once again. So the last two weeks have been two of the biggest weeks. And last week was the biggest week breaking last week. So let's keep this going. So thank you all so much for your continued listens, your continued support, your kind messages. It is all greatly appreciated. So thank you all so very much. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have fun watching Ducks hockey tonight. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.